believe I can't sleep. It's time to listen to Courtney at last on the ramblings of an insomniac podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 25 of the ramblings of an insomniac. I am Courtney Perry. Thank you so much for listening. If you still are, I appreciate it greatly. I've noticed there are people in other countries even. Um, Before, there were people in Australia um, and um, Japan, I believe. Sorry, my kitten is joining us. Um, So I appreciate everybody. Thank you so much. Um, I am outside and it's kind of windy, so I'm really hoping this will even work. We shall see. Um, And again, if you hear my cat in the background, her name is Harlow, Harlow Grace. She is joining us. Um, So what has been on my mind? Um, What has been keeping me up? Okay, chickens. Chickens have been keeping me up. I am fairly confident that chickens are part of the mafia. I've I've decided they're part of the mafia. They're little teamster hitmen. I don't like them. They freak me out. I mean, I shouldn't say I don't like them. They just, they freak me out. They genuinely are not normal. And if you're trying to feed them and you're not doing it quick enough, they surround you. Like they gang up on you, they form a little like team, a little pack, and they surround you. And like you look down for one second, literally, and you look back up and boom, there's like what used to be two chickens. They're now like 20 of them and they've formed a circle around you. And they're doing this thing where they like bob their head at you and they're trying to peck at you. And those bastards can like, they're not, they're not, you know, their beaks aren't made of cotton. They freaking hurt. So then they do that thing where they like half fly, but they like fly up like in your face and like ninja kick you with those weird ass feet talon things that creep me out and the look of them and the feel of them. I just, I can't, I can't handle it, but they like half fly and that's their thing. Like people think I'm just a big wimp because I don't like chickens, but they're on my mind lately because, um, oh God, now my cat, um, ZD is on my lap. Hi ZD. Um, he's joining us. So what do you think about chickens? But there's a debate going around the house if we should get chickens. And I'm voting no because, number one, there would be free-range chickens, which is great, and that's what I want. But they'd just be shitting all over the yard, and I don't like chicken poop. And like I said, I'm mortified of them. And not to mention the fact that I have seven, yes, seven cats, and I have five dogs. Seven cats, five dogs. That's, you know, 11 animals. Um, that's not, that. I do feel like that's not okay. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I can't count. But <laughs> I admit I have seven dogs and uh, five animals. I mean, gosh, seven cats and five animals. I'm sorry. It's very late at night and I'm really tired. And um, I can't talk. 
or apparently count. So I have 12 animals that can come at those chickens and kill them. I mean, cats, I know I've seen the videos where cats and chickens can go coexist. And I know that dogs and chickens can coexist just like cats and dogs can. But holy cow, um, I feel like the odds of all of these animals gaining up on chickens and killing them probably, you know, going to happen at some point. And yes, I can train my dogs to not go after them. Yes. But cats, I'm not sure. And we don't need a lot of eggs. Almost every person on um, my road sells eggs, free range chicken eggs. So I feel like we'd be one more person. And although I love eggs, I feel like even if we just got like three chickens and they even lay one egg a day, that's three eggs a day, and I just feel like we'd be going through a lot of eggs, and that might be too many. And I know that I could never kill a chicken to, like, eat it. I could never do it. I'm not against it, not saying anything bad about it at all. Nothing wrong with that. Just saying I personally would not be able to do it. So my point is I don't want chickens. I don't want them. They creep me out. But... um. Apparently, everybody thinks I need to have them. As well as, you know, like I said, I think they're pissed off that they can't fly. Just like ostrich and emu. What the hell is wrong with them? They're mean. They're angry. And I feel like they are pissed because, um, like, they have a chip on their shoulder because they can't fly. So, things, birds that cannot fly, turkey. I mean, yes, people are like, oh, they can fly. No. Chicken can like glide. They can fly for like a very short period of time. And it's almost like they just, you know, fly enough to get up off the ground and then they fall epically. So that's not really flying. And so I feel like birds that can't fly have a chip on their shoulder and they're not normal and they creep me out. My neighbor had an ostrich and it was mean, Um, probably because it was, you know, contained And it was supposed to be wild and free and it was pissed off that it's contained and also pissed off that it's like gigantic and like way bigger than all the other birds. And then on top of that can't fly. So he probably also had like because he was so big, he probably had like a God complex. I don't know. But he was a mean little bastard with like a God complex and also a chip on his shoulder at the same time. So not a good combo, really. And, you know, pissed off that he was contained and not out, like, in the wild. In I don't know. Emus are from Australia. Where are ostrich from? Um, Africa? I'm not sure. I should know this. I probably sound like a dumb shit. I'm sorry to those of you that have ostrich in your country. Um, I only have them, like, in a wildlife safari type of setting. So wherever they are, they seem mean. Maybe they're not. I don't know. Anyway, um, my neighbor also had a cow named Socks that I used to ride. So then I'm like, maybe I want a cow. But then I'm like, again, I would get attached to it. And I don't like milk. I think milk's gross. Again, not against milk. Not saying anything about, about milk. I'm just saying I don't like the taste of milk. And I would get attached to it because I do like the taste of steak and hamburger. But I, I don't want to kill it. But then cows reminded me of the fact that his name was Socks, and I used to ride this cow named Socks, and that got me feeling all nostalgic. So the nostalgia was keeping me up. And I started thinking, is nostalgia a good thing or a bad thing? 
because nostalgia is kind of a yearning for something that you no longer have or a time period or things that you no longer have. And I mean, it's good to look back and remember. You should look back, you know, I guess, and remember things. And um, But then at the same time, it's like, but that means you're not happy or content with the present, or does it? Does it mean you can still look back, obviously, in, in memory and fondness, but I always feel like nostalgia means you're looking back at a time that you miss, not necessarily just looking back and mem- remembering good times. So maybe it is also just looking back and remembering good times. So you can do that and live in the present and be happy in the present. Um, of course, you know, you can do both. Plus, you know, looking back, you can learn from your mistakes. And that got me thinking about just looking back and like addicts and history and in general, just how looking back at things that we did that maybe we're not proud of, how if we didn't do that, it wouldn't make us who we are today. And hopefully most of us have learned. Hopefully most of us have grown and hopefully most of us have taught our children, you know, to try to do the right things as well. And so looking back at history, and even though it's full of everyone around the world, all walks of life, all countries, we have all made some mistakes. Nobody has done things perfectly. No country, no human, no race, no no nobody has done anything has done things perfectly. And that's great because we're not going to be perfect and we're not going to learn if we do things exactly correctly all the time. So, you know, we need that balance. We can learn from each other. I really wish we could have all the countries just sit down for real and just go, hey, this isn't working for us. So what can we do? Because it looks like it's working from you. And then another country goes, yeah, you know what? And this isn't working in our country, so maybe we can learn from you. But we have to remember that each country, like the United States is huge, gigantic. So what may work for a very large country may not work for a very small country and vice versa. What may work for one individual may not work for another individual. But we have a tendency to try to fix things that aren't broken. I always laugh at that. It's like we try to fix things that aren't broken. And then instead of trying to fix the things that are, you know, or why aren't we focusing our time on things that do need help? You know, whether it's our roadways need to be paved so there's not so many potholes, whether it's someone being helped across the street, whether it's, you know, um, someone being helped into their um, wheelchair, whether it's a country that needs help, whether it's a group of people that need help. But not help as in throwing money at people. I mean help as in getting our hands dirty and helping rebuild or helping someone, like I said, across the street. Helping someone start over in life in general like an addict. Maybe, you know, when people say 
if someone loses a loved one and someone always says, hey, is there anything I can do? If you need anything, let me know. If there's anything I can do to help, let me know. And that always reminds me of this time when I was watching a show, don't remember what it was, and I apologize, but I don't remember the person's name. But she talks about how she lost some family members, and she wrote a book about how people would always say to her, if you need anything, let me know. If there's anything I can do to help, let me know. And she said, you know, I know people say that with good intention, but more often than not, when someone's going through something, they aren't going to reach out for help. More often than not, it's the people that are looking and seeming as though they're strong and getting by that aren't strong. Or, I mean, they're still strong, but at the, they aren't getting by. They're actually struggling, but they're putting on a brave face and they don't know how to ask for help. Or maybe they don't want to ask for help. Or maybe they're too tired or too exhausted. Or maybe they don't even know what they need exactly. Maybe they know they want help, but they're not really sure in what way. So sometimes we need to take it upon ourselves to just bring them some food and say, here's some food if you're hungry. And then you know what? If they didn't want food and they don't want our food, then maybe behind our back they'll throw it away. But at least we went to them. Or maybe they want someone to run some errands for us. Or maybe if they have a child, maybe they want someone to maybe babysit or look after their kids so they can get a nap for a second. But I feel like sometimes we have to step up as humans and go to somebody and just start helping, maybe without them asking, because maybe it's their pride. Maybe it's that they don't really know what they need help with. Maybe they're too tired. Maybe they don't even realize they need help. And then that got me thinking about what is the difference between imposing ourselves on others and forcing our help on others and also being there for someone without them necessarily asking. Because you always hear about the people that commit suicide are the ones that look happy and don't ask for help and seem like everything's great and say they're not going to do it. And it's the ones that always say they are going to do it and always say that they're unhappy that tend to not commit suicide because they're still talking about it. They're still reaching out for help. It's when they stop reaching out and they stop looking. So I always kind of think maybe we should go to people, but then also not force ourselves. So then it's like, I don't know, how do you find that balance? But, and that got me thinking just in general about history and how we kind of need to give each other a break about some of the shit that we've done because, hey, every country has their own shit and Nobody has it perfect, and that's why I'm saying it'd be great, you know, if we can get together and go, wow, this doesn't work, what does? And, well, what can work on a smaller scale, because we're a gigantic country, or what can work on a um, bigger scale, because we're a small country, or whatever. But, anyways, I just wish that people would stop trying to fix things that are broken, that aren't broken, and start trying to maybe look for things that could use some help and aren't asking, you know? But then that got me thinking about when we do come together, how amazing it is. Like during hurricanes or during tornadoes or during school shootings or during flooding or during 9-11. When the world just stops and we all stop our bullshit for a minute and we get together and go, holy crap. And we look up from our phones and... We look up from, you know, pull our head out of our asses and realize there's real shit going on in the world. 
it doesn't matter what part of the world you're from. There's shit going on in every country, everywhere, with every human. There is shit going on. It may be different shit. And in some people's opinion, it may be bigger shit than others. But we all have shit. That's why we can all have something in common. We all have things that happen. And it's amazing when we just stop for a minute and come together. That's why I like the whole perspective. I think each country is beautiful and each country has something to offer and there's countries that are older than other countries and and there's countries that are younger and just because you're younger doesn't mean you don't have something to offer and if you're older it also doesn't mean that you can't um, have something to offer. It's just everybody has something to bring to the table. But that got me back to thinking of goats. And how, with along with chickens, I've been pondering goats. And you're going to go, why did I think of goats when I was thinking we all have something to offer? Because then I was like, something to offer? Because this is how my brain works. It goes all over the place. I'm like, instead of chickens, I could get a goat or two. And then I was like, but I don't like goat milk. And I don't like goat cheese. And um, I've heard that. Although they eat a lot, they don't really eat blackberry bushes. Like, they'll eat the blackberries and they'll eat the leaves, but they don't eat the bushes. Well, I like the blackberries, and then I thought, well, I could be like Fred Flintstone, and I could get goats just so they could mow my lawn, but I don't know how long that takes. And then I was like, I really want a goat, though, because they're hilarious. They crack me up. But then they're also pooping all over, and I heard that they escape really easily. And I don't think my neighbors would mind a whole lot, but they seem hard to keep. And then I was thinking how I love to name things, and I always wanted to get a goat, and I wanted to name it. I live in Polk County. So there's Poxcatani Phil, or whatever, however you pronounce it, the groundhog that, you know, um, says if there's going to be a longer winter or not. And so I thought, well, I live in Polk County, and I want to get Polk County Phil, the goat. Polk County Phil, and then I want Karen. Because I want her to be a Karen, because I think that's hilarious. I mean, I don't want her to be a Karen, but I just feel like she'd be a Karen. So I want Phil and Karen. And then I started thinking about how I love to name stuff, and how in the past I've named many of my friends animals. Animals like cats, snakes, dogs, birds, all that. And I've decided I'm kind of good at naming things. And when I was younger, I used to think I was hilarious because I wanted to own a porta potty company. And I wanted to name it, Our Shit Don't Stink. I thought that was so freaking clever. I was like, Our Shit Don't Stink. What an awesome name for a porta potty company. I don't know. I dub myself the queen of naming things. I always come up with clever names, if I do say so myself. Um, so anyways, these are the things that have been on my mind lately. And I'm sorry, um, earlier, I can't add or apparently talk because I'm really tired and then now that has me thinking about the fact that I have to work tomorrow and I have what looks like pink eye. I don't have pink eye. I do want that noted for the record. I do not have pink eye but it looks like I have pink eye. My eye is not only red but it just looks disgusting and then that got me thinking about the fact that I work at a boarding and grooming facility and I'm forever, forever pulling dog hair out of my eye. And I'm constantly rubbing my eyes because I get a mass quantity of hair both in my eyes and mouth. I have a total new um, 
outlook on cats and I feel really horrible for them. I mean, I've always felt bad for them when they're coughing up hairballs. I've always felt bad. But I feel really bad now because I get hairballs all the time and I literally cough them up like a freaking cat. It's gross. And I'm always picking at my eye and I have red eyes, like eternally red eyes. So I always look like I'm high or really tired or on crack. It's great. Well, now I look like I'm high, tired, on crack with pink eye. So that's sexy. And I deal with customers. So, I mean, at least they're used to me having red eyes. But, you know, when I go to the grocery store and stuff afterwards, I forget that I'm like in my work clothes, covered in hair, probably smell like anal glands because, you know, I do anal glands when I clean, when I bathe the dogs and probably smell like pee. Who knows? I mean, I do wash my hands. I want it noted and stuff, but I forget sometimes and I just go right to the store. So now I smell probably like dog and cat and anal gland and then I look like I'm on crack with pink eye so yeah that's good anyway these are the things that have been keeping me up at night um thank you so much for listening I know like I said before that consistency I always preach consistency and uh that's definitely not something I've been and I make promises and I've said over and over that whenever I say something out loud I tend to not do it and I caught myself many times saying I'm going to be more consistent. I'm going to follow through. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. And then if you've noticed, I don't do it, which is exactly what I said I do. I don't follow through when I say things out loud. So I'm just going to stop saying it <laughs> um, and know that, like I said, I've, I've been struggling with some family things and some stuff with my mom's you know, passing and stuff that I've been really wrestling with. And I'm not making excuses because, again, I, I don't like excuses. I'm just saying that I apologize. I'm trying to sort of prioritize. But um, anyways, I really appreciate everybody that has been listening and to everybody that's just tuning in, um, to those of you who have um, listened to me once or many times. I appreciate it. And I really wish I could get to every country and just say hi and learn. I really genuinely want to learn what everybody has to offer and say hi. So hi to everybody out there listening, and I hope you guys have a great night. Thank you so much. This is episode 25 of the Ramblings of an Insomniac. I am Courtney Perry. Good night.